This is CliffCentral.com. Hello, hello, hello there. And of course, when you hear those lovely Tibetan singing bowls, you know you are listening to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. I'm Liesl Tom. Hello from me. And in studio with us, as always, to hold our hands and to make us sound really great is our controller, Palesa Mabuya. Hey, Palesa. Thank you for being here. <laughs> and then, of course, my Sitting in the chair. Shemaine. Dancing, you know. She does not hold my hand. Palisa does not hold my hand. You know, come on. Don't throw her <laughs> under the bus now. Palisa holds our hands and make us sound good. Oh, okay. So for people out there, we're going to say that Palisa makes us, you know, comfortable. She's also the one who tells us we best stop now. So we are a little bit scared of her. That's why she doesn't hold my hand. It's mostly because we're in awe of her. Are you done now? Are you, you you're done loving under, each other. You threw her under the bus. I just had to make her feel better. Yay. Okay. okay. You Ooh, did good. You did about? good. Yeah. All right. Well, today, as always, I mean, this is my song, I suppose. I go, we have amazing people on the show. <laughs> and it's true. And every time I say it, I actually mean it. So today, again, we have the very accomplished... Gigi Albara. I must say your voice, your, your surname right. Close enough. To, to <laughs> okay, then you go. Say that surname, Gigi. Albarin. Albarin. There we go. So Gigi explained to me that that is from the Portuguese. Portuguese, French? Or uh, no, Portuguese, Spanish. Actually. Oh, sp- Portuguese, Spanish. There we go. And it's spelled A-L-B-A-R-R-A-N. So you are... You call yourself a transformation therapist. That's correct. Um, so you, the, the, you, in fact, you do quite a few things. I mean, you do like you interpret dreams, you're clairvoyant, rah, rah, rah. But today we're going to look at the fact that you're a hypnotherapist and that you do regression. So we're going to, you know, we, we don't know how we're going to, you know, how it's going to come out. We've got an idea, but it might come out I'll differently. I'll explain as we go along. <laughs> Lee? Well, let's start with. What is hypnosis? Now, when you look at uh, entertainers, they always make it seem like a joke. I mean, you go to a performance in Las Vegas. Okay, all of this. I'm talk. I'm quoting the movies. Okay, I know very little, and I'm sure Shemaine will bring up the little I do know just now. But ah. when you when you look at uh, an entertainer, they always make people do really silly stuff. Why? <laughs> to entertain people. <laughs> but do okay. they really have the power? Let me explain. Um, hypnosis in itself doesn't matter where you do street hypnosis, hypnosis for fun, mm-hmm. like you see on TV, Las Vegas, or you do hypnosis for medicinal purposes, or you do hypnosis for really the emotional treatment of a person. The basics are all the same. To answer your question going back, what is hypnosis? Hypnosis is an educated, conscious process. With other words, you have to educate the person you're working with on a conscious level and lead them to believe that their conscious mind and their subconscious mind believes the same thing because our subconscious mind and our conscious mind doesn't believe the same thing in many cases. Hence, we are very emotional beings and 
Therefore you get all these therapies So I'm out Quite interested to hear you say lead them to believe. Yes. Now, so is that is is there trickery? Is that some form it's of not trickery? A, <laughs> <laughs> um, trickery per se, yes and no. Let okay. me explain again. When you do street hypnosis, hypnosis, stage hypnosis, whatever you want to call it, if you hypnotize a person, nobody will do anything against their will. Meaning that people are very carefully sussed out when you do these hypnosis, street mm-hmm. hypnosis. If I would say, Lizel, I'm going to hypnotize you or I walk you through a, a quick process and I tell you, strip naked, dance on the table for us. If inherently you're not that kind of person... You will not do it, no matter how much I try to hypnotize you and put you under the so-called spell. Mm-hmm. Um, you would not go there. But if you were a daring type of person, and maybe somewhere in your subconscious mind you thought you thought about it, oh, you wonder if I would like, you know, I would get really drunk and mm-hmm. dance on the tables without clothing. Then yes, mm-hmm. then maybe I can entice you to get there. But if you're not that type of person, you will never. And mm-hmm. I challenge other hypnotists to actually take me on on that. Now, now when you say put you under my spell, uh-huh. how <laughs> does that work? Okay. First of all, as I said, you have to have a basic understanding of language because you are talking to a person. So you guide. It's, it's almost like a guided meditation. Okay, it's a concentration process where that person is concentrating on something. Here's your voice, concentrating on your voice, and then whatever you tell the person to do. And be very, very clear about this. Some people who are, say, militaristic um, background, meaning comes from the army, police, you can say, do X, Y, and Z. But what if you get a client that does not want to take orders Mm. or a client that is very, they don't like taking orders from anybody. They don't like the word you have to or you you must. Mm -hmm. You must. Those are words that you actually never ever would use in hypnosis. You would lead a person. If you may, if you can see this or that, if you can smell this or that, Mm-hmm. Can I ask you to start relaxing now? Okay. Who, who, who are good candidates? Because some people are more susceptible to it, I believe, than others. Yes, that is true. So you just have to, when you have a client, you do a quick uh, interview with a client. And there's only 4% of the world's population that cannot be hypnotized, that cannot go into a real catatonic, catatonic state. Mm-hmm. With hypnosis, um, hence again, you have to have the understanding of the language so that you can have rapport. But it's usually those people that say, oh, I can't be hypnotized at all. You know, my brain is too busy. Those are the ones that actually is the easiest to go. Mm-hmm. But you must remember, when people end up with a hypnotherapist like me or any other, that's normally the last resort. They've tried all psychologists. Mm-hmm. They've tried all other avenues. Um, and you do get uh, psychologists that do study hypnosis and use that as well. Mm-hmm. 
But if you have rapport, if you can understand what some, somebody is talking about or talking to you and follow what the person is saying, um, then yes, virtually anybody can be hypnotized. I had a case once, a boy who was retarded because he was in a car accident, a very bad car accident, and he had tremendous pain. So I actually worked with him to start using his right arm. He couldn't use his arm after the accident. And all the doctors said there was no reason for him not to use his arm, but he had he couldn't concentrate after that. You know, there was only two things in his life that really interested him, and he could sit all day long when you spoke to him. No, smoking and sex. That was what his brain was now geared towards. And to, you were asking, can anybody be hypnotized? I started with him and the normal introduction, which you would tune, fine-tune to every client. And in his case, it went a little bit difficult until I actually saw when I started asking, and what else do you do? What else would you like to do? Remember, this is a guy that's not working anymore. His brain is not working totally 100%. Mm-hmm. And he's got all the fantasies. Um, now I play, I play um, snooker. Okay, can you see the snooker balls on the table? And then that was my point of leading him into a hypnotic state, which means again concentrated state of awareness. Actually, so what were you trying to fix or or get um, uh, to heal? Actually, I was there for some other clients, and his mom asked me, could I work with him? And I also asked to what purpose. And he said, no, if I can only have feeling in my arm again, hmm. feel that I do have an arm. So I worked with him and said, yes, it's quite possible. And after the hypnosis session, he came out and said, no, I don't think it worked because there's nothing there. Uh, three hours later, he came back to me and says, the strangest thing is happening. I feel tingling all oh, over my arm and in amazing. my shoulder and in my hand. So it just shows you that the brain has got the power to virtually do anything you want it to do. It's us that don't believe in ourselves. Mm. Gigi, when someone is under hypnosis, are they in a trance? The trance, the word trance actually came from way back when, when, um, Mesmer, who invented Hypnosis, hence the word mesmerize. mesmerize. <laughs> Lovely word. Um, it's an altered state. Hence we call it a trance, which mm. makes it more interesting. But are you like, but like some a people zombie, will, not No, you're really. actually not. That's the, the minute, misconception. Yes, you that's... You go like, no, you can't take my brain. That's a very interesting thing. Um Many religious beliefs say that you're opening up your brain and once you think of nothing, the demons are going to come in or whatever. Now, I leave it up to the people out there and to us in the studio. Just think, if I tell you to concentrate on something. Now, remember, people who come to me is already desperate. They've Mm. tried many avenues. So I need your cooperation. You're either here, you're going to pay me a session's worth and cooperate because you really want to transform your life. I'm just the instrument. You're doing the work still. 
Everybody thinks, you put me in the trance. You're the hypnotist. But who is doing the work? You are doing the work. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to play around. You're going to concentrate on what is given to you and go into that regression because hypnosis, I have to take you back to where the initial sensitizing event took place. With other words, I can hypnotize you until I'm blue in the face. If I don't get to that initial sensitizing event, that is when a certain event occurred, you had an emotional reaction to it, and that event with that emotion was actually planted in your subconscious and took root there. So basically you're saying you uh, we need uh, to give consent to be able Definitely. to to even go there. Um, and then but because we were still trying to get that mis- uh, conception perception, perception that think, it yeah. is that you are zonked out. You you actually are just in an altered state. No. You can hear, you can you 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 can feel, you can you there. A very you know? heightened state because yes. you you will even hear the tick of a clock. Mm-hmm. But are you Loudly. aware that you are under hypnosis? You are aware that you are under hypnosis because you gave consent. Because you gave consent, and you cooperated, and you cooperated. Sometimes you will, at the end of it, if it is something that you want your client not to dwell on too much, you can give. Uh, you can actually tell your client that for that moment. The client will forget X, Y, and Z. So again, the mm-hmm. client decides to forget or not. So you suggest forget. that they you can do a suggestion. You know yes, that they can. You suggest. So all this is suggestive. It's everything got to do with suggestion. Okay. Hypnosis is suggestion. And what about you know when you when you see on TV or in the movies that someone is being hypnotized? There's a watch. The pendulum, the old pendulum. pendulum. <laughs> uh, what's the deal there? Is it necessary? On mass, on a, on a huge scale, you know. Sometimes, the the is tea, it? The tea, the you, mean, you mean you mean if, if you're going to hypnotize a whole crowd? Is that what you mean? As well, or isn't that what you're talking about? You just no, no, I'm just about talking one. about in in general. It's a method. Is it? It's, is it necessary? It's a method that you use. You can start just talking to the client, telling them to concentrate on something, whichever method you're going to use. The pendulum is just another very, method. Very sleepy. That <laughs> the tone of voice is the tone of voice important. The tone of voice is very important. You have to have a very nice, relaxed voice, and you have to have rapport with your client. If mm-hmm. your client don't, doesn't trust you, I mean, or then if the, the whole doesn't plot like is your voice. You go like, no, not oh, that voice. It no. will be lost. It will be lost. <laughs> and 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 that can happen. Then you refer your client. Obviously, you d- that person is there for help. Then you refer the client to somebody else. So. Sorry, Shemaine, but I just need to find this mm. out. Is it true that this thing you see where you, you get given a trigger word and if the hypnotherapist tells you in three weeks' time, I don't know, chicken, then you, you know, are under hypnosis again? Is that true? Does it work it, like that? It works like that, yes. Really? But remember, hypnosis, you build on one thing, builds on the other. It's You do get that you can get somebody in, and one treatment and boom, the situation is sorted. But in a case like that, you would have a few sessions with the client. For instance, in your last session of your talk, when you wrap things up, 
you will give a suggestion to your client that when you come back for another session, the minute you hear my voice, you will feel very relaxed and you will want to close your eyes. You're scaring me. <laughs> you are scaring me now. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking so. So, um, yeah. So every time you, you you see that person, so do you break that when you're done with this with the session? Remember, hypnosis is way off. Hypnosis is way off. Yes. After how long? Um, it can be three days. It can be a week. So, so it all depends on what the suggestions was that's given. Uh-huh. If I'm going to tell you now. Put you under hypnosis. You're going to cluck like a chicken. If you hear a chicken, you're going to fall asleep a month down the line. Can happen, but very unlikely. Okay. You see, that's what I'm scared of. And what about if, if, if the hypnotherapist is unscrupulous? I mean, what if they make you commit a crime? Can they make you commit a crime? If, like you said earlier, you know, if you have this propensity somewhere deep in your subconscious, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that you can make them do a crime, but, you know, how does it work? Okay. According to me, there might be those that disagree. There's always people that agree and disagree. A person like that, you have to take, for instance, the Nazis, okay, in any army situation, whatever. They also used hypnosis, but they put a person in confined space. They work with that person day in, day out, day in, day out. By wearing the person down. Wearing them down and then starting where they say control the mind. Okay, so that person has a propensity in whatever deed they want to to do. And hence, they work on that person day and night, suggestion, suggestion, suggestion. Then it is possible, yes. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 you know, this hypnosis thing—it's so, it's so vast because sometimes you don't even, you don't even need someone. You just need to be in a crowd and be swept up, and you go into a state. You know that state of a trance where you're mesmerized and hypnotized, and you, and you go. And before you, you—that's obviously yes, that's if, the herd mentality. You know, that's if you, if you, um, if you're that way inclined, because you, you really can get there without someone suggesting stuff. But we're in hypnosis every day. You watch TV, don't you? Even the radio. <laughs> the radio. Yeah. Advertisements. Yeah. So the states of hypnosis. Okay, so now that we've we've looked at all the some of the, the, the things that people are a little bit concerned about, but you know, that make you go like I don't want to do hypnosis. What is hypnotherapy good for? What because there there there's value to it. How can we use it to assist us um in our day to day lives? Because I heard that it's one of the best methods of of healing, fast healing, um on, on different levels. Hypnotherapy and that's what I like to do is helping people. Virtually any subject, any emotional problem, except actually for healing a broken bone. Hmm. So it covers a vast array. But wouldn't the suggestion go like, your bone is broken, you can heal it faster than, you know. It can. Okay. So, it can. <laughs> go on. But hasn't you. been proven yet. You you see, science also comes into it. Okay. So go on, yeah. So, yes, so um, hypnosis for me is all about helping somebody else that is in real need of transforming himself, mm-hmm. of of helping somebody else become a better person, 
helping somebody else to be free of pain, mm -hmm. helping somebody to have less pain. And then you also have hypnosis where people can't take anesthetic mm -hmm. in dentistry, for instance. Are you kidding? You can do that too where you go like… Yes, yes. You can, you can awesome. actually mm. make them believe that they do get anesthetic or that they can be in control of their own anesthetic and not be given the actual anesthetic, yes. Hmm. You earlier said that you get medicinal and emotional treatments. So tell me about the, the medical interventions you can do. I mean, obviously, if you have a broken arm, you still need a cast. But those medical interventions that can be done with hypnotherapy. Widely used, as we just said, in dentistry. Mm -hmm. um, in America, they actually train some of the paramedics in hypnosis. So when they get to a scene... Um, and that that has been documented on video. I haven't done that myself. Um, where people, you know, bleed excessively, hence the accident, yeah, whatever yeah. happened, mm -hmm. and oh, you yeah, talk to the person changed. immediately because already what happened, you're in a heightened state already. Mm -hmm. So you're heightened, your state is heightened, so you're very open for suggestion. Okay. And when you talk to that person and you just tell that person, Cherie, just stop that bleeding. Your body needs your blood. You can actually see how that blood flow will become less. less and less so that you control it to get that person the right treatment that's needed. Oh. But in South Africa, unfortunately, hypnotherapy is not widely used in our medical practices. Uh -huh. Can one use that for your own purposes, your own self, where you go, Shemaine, you're bleeding, go less? I mean, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> yeah, can you hypnotize can, yourself? Can you? you can, obviously. Uh -huh. Obviously. No, that's not obvious. No. How is that obvious? It is very obvious. Because <laughs> she How knows do you do it. that. Because <laughs> she knows it. So How do you hypnotize yourself? To hypnotize yourself, obviously, you'll go to hypnotherapist to help you to start the, the mm -hmm. to start the process. Okay? So once you start relaxing, and you can get taught how to relax and how to reduce your pain. So what a therapist will do under hypnosis, we'll work, say, take pain, pain management, for instance. We work on how to reduce your pain, uh, pain, and there's many different ways that you can use and many methods that you can use to reduce pain. So when you're alone at home and you have this pain or whatever situation comes up, then mm -hmm. many people with self-esteem, for instance, people that can't uh, uh, talk in front of crowds that we mm -hmm. spoke about earlier. It's a form of self-hypnosis. You teach that person how to self-hypnotize. In order for them to get calmer Because what do you want essentially You want your body to calm down Because your body is always overreacting It's in flight mm -hmm. to, to certain things So pain Pain is twofold It's the first thing That your body tells you something is wrong Okay So if you've got checked out Physically, medically There might be a reason for pain There might not be a reason for pain there are many clients that come because the doctors can't find out why they're paining. Hmm. So under hypnosis, you can actually go back and find out why is that pain there and no medical doctor can tell you why it's there. So methods are used to lessen the pain, self-hypnosis, yes, and then Hence, we can do regression. And so you, you locate things. We're going we're to get to that regression. <laughs> <laughs> Would um, meditation 
count under self-hypnosis? A guided meditation is actually self-hypnosis. Okay, okay. And so, one of the one of the things I know that um, they use hypnosis quite extensively for is for 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 um, something like quitting smoking or weight loss. Does it really smoking cessation one of your quickest uh, um, means? I tried it; it didn't work. Oh, sorry for you. You need another therapist. <laughs> okay. Speaking on that subject. How many sessions do you, you must need, though? Anything from three to four to six ses- sessions. Okay. Depending, again, on the person. Why are you smoking? That is the important part. Uh-huh. I had a client who said to me, but she loves smoking. Uh-huh. I said, but why are you coming to see me? No, her, husband's wa- her husband wanted to quit. So... Do you did. think she quit? <laughs> no, no, she won't. I actually saw her speaking of her about a week ago, and I said, "Are you still smoking?" Yes, I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that you know that's the key. So, but also on the self hypnosis thing, you're talking about can you do it yourself? I have done it myself, but I have done it with uh, you know like uh, like an, the voice of Brian Weiss. Yes. And, and I did it for a total different purposes. It was just Would you like <laughs> to share, Shemaine? <laughs> yeah, I went to a past life. Um, so, but he was very good with it. But I mean, I, I made sure that it was very controlled. Um, and obviously afterwards you go and read up on stuff and you go like, oh, my goodness, it is true. It is true. I could not have known that. So I, I have done that. So you, you actually can do it with, like you say, with the help of a therapist. Now, okay, Brian Weiss obviously is a therapist. I just didn't go to wherever he is in the world. So I suppose if you, if you get someone that you trust, you can actually do that. You can. And once you have the tools and the know-how, it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's all about you, yourself. If, do you really want to go forward in life? Do you really want to be free of whatever your problem is or your frustration is? Or, you know, a lot of people expect the therapist, no matter what therapist you are, to do to the work. Mm-hmm. To fix the very the, that quick fix, yes. Mm-hmm. And well, we're not it does quick sound fixes. like a quick fix. I mean, there's this placard on the street pole, quit smoking easily, come for hyp- hypnosis. And, I mean, it's not a quick fix. How, how would something like hypnosis help, let's say, a person with an eating disorder? How would you go about helping that person? Not very dif- different from any other hypno treatment, though. But, again, we must find out why. Mm. Where, did this, where does this thought arose from? Where does this eating disorder come from? You know, and then address it from there. It's no use telling a person, oh, you're going to eat, you're going to eat a lot, you're going to, you know, eat the right foods and, and, and. Where does it initially come from? And that's where you go with your regression thing. Correct. Because you go birth or whenever from wherever to lives, you know, different lives. When you talk about... So when you do the... Yeah. So, but... Be also, before you do that, just just explain to us what's the difference between the hypnotherapy one and the the regression one. What what comes into play there with the conscious and subconscious minds? Okay. When you do hypnotherapy, and when I talk about the initial sensitizing events, going back to where the initial emotion was laid into your conscious mind, subconscious mind, okay, that is going back to find out your younger days, wherever. When we talk, that's a, that's also a part of regression. You regress back to where the problem started. When we talk about regression therapy per se, 
We can go into regression into past lives. A lot of people, as I mentioned before, have pain problems. Mm-hmm. Then you would take a person back, and my sister-in-law is a, um, she works in ICU with premature babies, and they actually study now that a baby can hear what's going on around them while they're still in mother's womb. So hypnotherapist has always known that. But again, science said, oh, no, wait a bit. This is too fairy, airy, fairy in the mm-hmm. air somewhere. But yet now, with more and more psychologists studying it, more and more people of science doing hypnotherapy and having means to prove certain things, mm-hmm. obviously people are studying those things now at the scientific level and using it. So with regression, with regards to past lives, you can actually regress a person right back into the womb and even further. A lot of people come with an old cliche. Oh, I was Cleopatra. In I the was previous Maria life. That makes <laughs> yes. me want to vomit. Yes. I mean, you never hear anyone say, "I was the scullery maid," or "I was, I was Hitler. I was the bad guy." It's always, you know. Marie Antoinette or Cleopatra. That's what people want to believe. eh? That's all what we want to believe. Mm -hmm. And how can you say that somebody else is completely wrong or not? So, yeah. So, so what do you find when people actually go, um, you know, to, to the state before the womb? And also, it would be nice if you could talk about when you get born, because a lot of us have fears of claustrophobia and we sometimes think it comes from a past life, but often it's the birth process or the birthing process that was traumatic. Very interesting. Um, We've did some uh, video footage um, while we were actually studying hypnotherapy and a lot of us, obviously, you work on yourself extensively because you can't help somebody else if you can't help yourself. So... A lot of us were taken back, and it was quite surprising how, what you just said, Shemaine, is that people, when you take them back to the birth, it's so traumatic when that baby comes out because it feels completely open in this big nothingness where it was so protected in the womb, and it hurt its mother's heartbeat all the time. And you would ask a person, explain, describe what's going on. And you'll often hear that, People will talk to you and say when it was an easy birth, they will reflect exactly that. And when it was a very difficult birth to the mother, it was more even so traumatic for the baby that came out. Hmm. So that is in essence, and and, and, uh, some of the claustrophobic actually can come from there. Mm -hmm. Because uh, some of the babies, the now grown-ups, describe themselves as a baby trying to get through this very dark, narrow canal that's pressing and pressing and pressing on them, and they, and they feel that they can't, can't breathe. They mm-hmm. feel that they are being crushed, and then all of a sudden they're opening this nothingness, and it's the most terrifying feeling if you listen to the people that you've hypnotized, which they are telling back to us. I mean, again, people often say, oh, hypnosis is such a lot of nonsense. It's, it's fabrications of your own mind or your client's mind if it helps the client heal Mm. if it helps the client transform who cares but who can actually say yes it is for sure or yes it's not so something like this have you have you had cases where your your patients came with 
that were born via C-section and had a traumatic birth? Via C-section, yes. Uh, again, it was the same feeling that they described. The nothingness. The nothingness coming out all of a sudden and everything is open. There's nothing protecting them. They feel cold. And if you think about it, not I don't know if you've ever had to go in for an operation. Some of that theatres are very cold. It's kept very cold because of bacteria and germs and, and and they will explain to you when they come out, you know, all of a sudden they're very protected, they like the warm fluid around them and now the fluid is gone. Mm-hmm. And what emotional wounds would that experience of nothingness cause in a person? How would it manifest? Why would they come to you for, for, for treatment? Again, a different it 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 will grow, if I can say so, different in different people. Mm. If I use the word grow, remember as you grow up, certain things about yourself you cannot understand. Some people will have claustrophobia. Where does it come from? Why? Not necessarily only because of birth. It can be a past life mm-hmm. experience. Or somebody will have this just fear of vast open places. And they cannot be in, in a place that, that's too open. And also, it can manifest the other way around. They cannot be in crowds. And you think, wow, that, now where does that come in? You know, mm. I cannot handle all these people in crowds. And when you go back, you'll find, and they'll often tell you, it feels like all these people's hands are on me. They're touching me. And when you go back, it will, might have been a traumatic birth. And all of a sudden, all they remember is these hands all over them. You know, from from the doctor to the nurse, back to the to the doctor, back to the nurse, um, and hence their fear of of these things. But as I say, it can be a birth situation, but it can also be something that happened like really in previous lives, if you believe in previous lives. But I strongly do. Okay, what have you found um, with previous lives? Um, when when because. I mean, I don't know how the process works because I've, I've, I've not done the birth thing, but do that, do people normally just easily go from, um, that space where you're just about to be born, uh, to where you died or do they go to, and what about those, the in between spaces, um, you know, the, the life between life spaces? How's, uh, how's the trans, okay, sometimes transport? I will take a person, that, uh, Transport, very interesting word used there. Sometimes I would take a person into a past life regression because they want to know X, Y, and Z, but I always tell them spirit will always lead. Mm. What you expect or what you might think of would happen might not necessarily be the life that you want revealed because many of us have lived many lives. We were all murderers before. We were all women before. We were all men before. Mm-hmm. We were everything in between because remember the soul, there's no gender. Mm-hmm. The soul is only love and light, those that are enlightened. So some of them, easy, easy example. I will take them. Let's give two examples. I will take one client, say, for instance, in a lift. We will go down in a lift. Mm-hmm. Others I would take into a tunnel. And so you see the light at the end of the tunnel. Pre-suggestions already done, relaxation already done. Remember, the client is concentrating on what is exactly happening in his or her mind at the time. So once you get step into that light, what do you see? Is it light, night or day? What do you smell? 
So the first thing a client will immediately start concentrating again. What's the smell? So there's no chance for somebody or something to enter your mind because that person is so busy thinking about what am I smelling. He's busy with him or herself at that moment. So your brain is occupied all the time trying to find solutions, trying to see what is on the other side. Okay. So again, it can be anything depending on that situation of what they want to achieve or what actually opens up in front of them. You mentioned something, Shemaine, about transport. Transport, life between, between the lives. Some people reincarnate very quickly. They will tell you. They all have morally similar stories, stories that you will read in any book, or seen on TV that movies that have been made or whatever. Talking about a tunnel, light. For some, it will go extremely fast, almost too fast to handle. For some, it will go a much slower journey. Okay, and also what your, what you believe inherently believe. If you're a Christian and you believe that Jesus will come and fetch you, that is your reality. Mm-hmm. Remember, that's each and everyone's own reality that will manifest for you. If you believe in Buddha or something else, those people will be there for you. But as our soul groups reincarnate, we reincarnate in soul groups. Not necessarily that we exactly know each other. It might be somebody that came into your life at a later stage. Okay. So now, now we pass over. I've had already client, a client specifically, which I'm going to reveal some of, of what happened. I think I told you a couple of days ago, Shemaine. Um, and I think it's a very interesting example to use. This person was killed in battle. And when he was regressed, it was actually a she that was regressed. But it turned out that this she was in battle now, a man. Was on a beach looking down at his own body. And I asked, where are you if you're looking at your body? Didn't you move on? Because that's the first question you ask somebody now you did. You see yourself. How do you know you did? They'll describe the circumstances up to the T. And he will say, no, I know I'm dead. I'm there. I can see all the gory details of, of, mm-hmm. of war. So that's just after That's death. just after it happened. And then you'll see, where are you? No, I'm just, I'm just floating here. But how can you just be floating here? Didn't you go into the light? No, I can't go into the light. Why can't you go into the light? Because I'm here in a bubble. Why are you here in the bubble? Because I can't leave my friend that's lying next to me. I made a pact with him that I will never leave him. So what actually happened here? We have split souls. That soul is alive. She's sitting in my chair. Mm -hmm. But yet a part of her has never gone into the light. So, is that soul complete? And a lot of times people will tell you, I've always felt something missing. Mm -hmm. But what is that something that you feel missing? I don't know. But since I was a child, something is missing. So, could that be one explanation for it? That could be the one explanation for it. The reason why I say is that once you helped, once I helped that soul go into the light... 
and we will ask, you know, what the whole scenario must play itself out. What happened there? And also some of those people that's there at the war scene might be somebody that's in your life today that you might not get along with or very attached to. Mm-hmm. So there are many, many processes that plays out. And in this instance, when we brought back the soul, gone back to the light. You send that part you send that home. part back home and you can also inquire further, where are you now? What what are you doing there? And many will tell you in this instance they were told, No, I'm standing there with two other beings. So and there's a book. And they're writing in the book. What are they writing? No, the lesson I was supposed to learn. I shouldn't have made vows because vows is the strongest thing that holds us for year and evermore. So how do you break that vow? So now you start working with persons, showing the person that it's okay. You cannot stay there forever. You've gone back into the light. You ask the angels to help, to shed light. You ask God, if you believe in God, if you believe it's mother, father, God, the entity, mm-hmm. the, the whatever it is for that person that makes sense to them, and you bring that soul back. And you know what? That soul is so heavy in that chair, that person, the she that we were working with, couldn't get up for half an hour. After coming out of hypnosis, you ask her now, what, you know, how do you feel? Because you give pre- the suggestion that before waking up, your eyes will clear, you'll, you'll feel relaxed, but you'll, you'll be aware of everything that's going on, but you'll feel refreshed. That person couldn't, couldn't move. So she was so heavy, she couldn't get used to the magnetic of, of the earth. She couldn't lift, everything was lead. So, so the, the lost part of, the her, lost soul part of her soul reintegrated with the rest of it. Is that, is that what, what they call finding soul pieces? That's, that's when souls are, are split, yes. So Fragmented souls is the right word to use, actually. So after after that, is she living a fuller life? Is she living Much. a life that's present where you go like, okay, I've got uh, – because I, I do believe that part of you, there's you always come incomplete. Um, I believe that there's always a part that you leave in creation that's not on – that's not manifest in your body on earth. So um, – I just, but you know, I, I know some people come with a little more and some people come with a, with little, a little less. less. <laughs> yes, so, definitely. So she's like, she's happening. She's here. She's, she's happening. She's here. A lot of her family traumas have been resolved. People that she couldn't get along with and she didn't, just didn't know why. Uh-huh. It all played out in that, that scene. Wow. And, um, much better afterwards. Didn't come for another session Just let me know Listen Everything is Much hunky-dory The people that I couldn't get along with Now I know why And also She fell in love Because remember She couldn't That was one of the things She thought Something was really Really wrong with her She couldn't fall in love She couldn't get herself To really love People would love her But she couldn't Get that feeling Of love Because she said she made what, a vow. She made a vow never to love like she loved that person in the war and to stay with him as her best friend. So she couldn't understand why. So once that was resolved and we could show her that that was part of life, that is part of the happening, you get your resolution. 
Did you do all promises and vows and curses last through lifetimes? It can. It definitely can. And it will impact you. It will impact you, whether known or unknown, whether people want to agree or disagree. I strongly believe. Look, I was also, I know I'm clairvoyant or psychic, whatever you want to to call it, but for me it was also a learning curve. Because when you grow up like this, you think all people are like this. I was nearly 40 when I actually realized that people don't see the world the same as I do. So it took you a while. It huh? took me a long while. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, I'm one of those people. I'm very afraid to hurt other people. I mm. just want to see all people happy. If I had a magic wand, I would just love to make peace all over the world. But anyway, yes, so lots of the past life things can influence you without you actually knowing. And when you, you're taking on a journey, then you only realized, wow, but this is... You know, mm-hmm. this made a change because of what actually happened so long ago. Have you have you ever met people who came um, to to fix things? You know, like they in this lifetime now, because in the past, you know, they they did somebody wrong, and now they they they've you know reconnected with that person, but this time they go like, you know what? I done you wrong in the past, but can I can I fix some of it? I actually never had that in my own practice, but I had it the other way around. All right, people that was wronged by mother, father, and all the gory details that cannot forgive. That when you take them into hypnosis, and remember, mother, father doesn't have to be present at all. It's just that process of the subconscious mind making them understand that there's more to life than just now here. And releasing that Because a lot of it is, is If you're a child and you grow up It's actually self-guilt If people tell you But you're angry You've got a lot of anger in you You've got a lot of guilt in you First thing you'll do Rubbish I don't feel I don't feel that You know But when you take them back Then all that anger will come out All the guilt will come out A lot of times with With molested children for instance It's a lot of guilt Because they Remember they're not They're not Adult enough to understand what's going on in their bodies, you know, and then this molestation goes on. Um, it's nice, but it's not nice, it, you know, this two-way thing. And when you take them back under hypnosis and they can do the forgiveness, that mm. all of all of this is actually got to do with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Just realizing that every one of us here. It's just trying to live your life the best you can. Yeah. But now, when you also talk about that, like you know, because that's that's um, being molested is is a terrible thing. It's very traumatic, and it's it's almost like um, the way the way you're describing it. I'm not saying it is, but it can be misconstrued for um, you making excuses for molesters. You know, to, to be able to get away with with what they they have done. You know, for me to learn a lesson of forgiveness. So if you go that route, how would you tie all that in that makes it at the very least palatable in in a lifetime? Okay, now for 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 the one who's being done wrong, the wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. That person is not to say now we forgive all, it's hunky-dory, it's fine. You actually take them back and you make them, I sometimes use pillows as props. You hit that pillows and you tear up newspaper if you have to and you, but remember still in that hypnotic state, your heightened subconscious mind working it out now. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And as a child, you will go back, tell that parent or tell whomever it is that as a grown-up now, you don't agree with it. So you actually verbalize everything you feel. All your negative feelings, you'll verbalize upon that person right there and then. It's a bit of a behavioral therapy under hypnosis. Mm -hmm. But coupled with hypnosis and the subconscious mind, it just works so much faster. Because forgiveness is not absolution. It no. doesn't mean if, if, if someone has done something criminal towards me, and that's criminal. Mm -hmm. um, if I forgive them, it doesn't mean that their criminal liability is absolved through that. Um, Definitely not. So, so yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say that. What I also wanted to say just when we talk about, you know, young children being molested and that absolute guilt is I almost think they have a, a double dose of guilt because all survivors of sexual assault have that feeling of guilt. I have done something. And then children... Because they feel, because they're children, they think they are in control of their world. If mommy and daddy fights, it is my, my fault. fault yeah. If this then happens to me, it is my fault. So I almost think they have a double dose of guilt that you then have to have them. I, I tend to agree through. with you, Lizzle. Definitely. Definitely. And it's a process, especially with, with, with children. It's, mm -hmm. it's quite a process to work with, with a child like that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of my experience was with adults. Also the self-acceptance because you, you Very much so the, Also the way you see yourself mm. You just do not see yourself as good looking Or beautiful or, or whatever mm. You see yourself as um, You attract Yes. You know stuff that's that's un, unnecessary. You always attract. You, you feel that you always attract the bad in your life or yeah, the, the bad so, circumstances. So your self-esteem, no matter what people say, is shot. And no matter how you think, you know, yeah, it's no, shot. No, that's true. You know, so Gigi, sorry, Shemaine, mm -hmm. you you are uh, a psychic. You you you're clever and talk clairsentient, perhaps. When you meet someone. Do you know, can you read their past lives before you take them into a regression? Do you know, uh, okay, that person was was actually Marie Antoinette? Not always. But, but Not you can always. certain... Certain times, yes. I believe that spirit will always give me, if, if I meet you and there's something wrong, I'm very attracted. That's how my clairvoyance works. Um, and I think that's why I always want to help people don't not to feel pain, emotional, physical pain. I'm always attracted to the dark side immediately. So a you person can be full of laughs. You can smile. But if there's something behind that smile, I'll pick it up immediately. Mm -hmm. So, yes, in some cases, I've had a client immediately. When, when, when this youngster came and sat down, she had just phobias of getting into a car, going out in the open. I immediately saw... What was going on and it came from a past life and we discussed it and without me telling her, um, I said to her, describe the man that's always with you. And she said to me, how did you know that? And she described him exactly as how I, how I saw him. So that is possible, but not always. I really don't walk around looking for everything. Seeing <laughs> I'll so go bonkers. Way to, to, to the start of creation. Are all phobias Related to past lives Not all No No I know some would, would disagree again But when I treat a phobia 99% of it You'll just treat the phobia for what it is Somebody afraid of heights You'll take up say 
you'll get people and, and believe me, if you can only see what they're going through in that chair, it is amazing how real they think it is. You'll take them up in this building and tell them, okay, you're now on the third floor. Fine. You'll take them up to the fifth or sixth floor and now they start perspiring. They start panicking. Their whole nature changes. You can see how they grip the chair. So, and, and a lot of, of, of cases of phobias is just something that you can actually fix here now and not have to go the long route. So we we do, we never spoke about you, but we, our time's almost done. You started in this journey because you 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 needed answers for yourself. So obviously um, you found some answers. Why did you get involved with hypnotherapy and regression? Okay, <laughs> long story. Try to oh, yeah, get it. Got it very idea. short. Yes, a very um, short one. Okay, I was since I was thirteen, I took up karate. Uh, 95 I got extremely ill I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia Not people knew anything about that illness I was heartbroken because I was one of those That always said I want to die on the karate floor When I'm 99 plus It was always a big joke about that um, And then also With this this whole quest of my, my clairvoyance Coming up more and more and more And I also started getting very ill Because I never spoke to people you know, I never give, gave messages. I never mm-hmm. went up to people and say, listen, I can help you with this or that, or I see this and that's the problem. So I got very ill. And one day I was sitting, just sitting in the room meditating, and I got this vision of a lady, and it said to me, the ninth, and this lady is going to teach you a lot. So, again, time, there's no time where, where, where the soul is concerned. So a year later, I was looking for... Hypnotherapy course Don't ask me why I was mm. sitting in my office one day Working away in development And I was searching for hypnotherapy And by that time I also thought Okay maybe this can help me With my pain issue Without medication So needless to say And the lady that was The professor that was giving the class Was the lady that I saw in my vision okay. And I got involved Because also, also both of my daughters Have fibromyalgia Pain wise and emotional and it was on the 9th. September. <laughs> it was September. <laughs> so this helped you. Hypnotherapy and regression helped you personally very in your much, life. Very much. Something you can say, yes, yes go do it. On, on very many other levels as well. Okay. So why shouldn't we be scared of it again? Shouldn't be scared of it because you're working on yourself to better yourself, to enhance yourself, to uplift. Isn't life about uplifting everyone? And learning I just want quickly, I mean, people who come to you for regressions just for the heck of it, just because they are curious, isn't that a bit facetious? Isn't that playing with with some things we shouldn't be playing with? Um, I often ask why do they want to come? And some have said, just, I just want to be interested in where I can end up. I'll do a session, but obviously we'll keep it very light. And then you take it more for where they can go to. Where they can go to. I leave it up to them. All right. Well, Gigi, thank you very much. I think I'm a little bit less scared. Um, <laughs> I hope so. But I'm not 100% <laughs> sure that I would like to do a regression. Um, thank you for your time from me, Liesl Tom. Have a good time, everyone. Palisa, thank you very much. Gigi Albaran. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> and from Ishimane Harris, woo, be good to yourself. This is CliffCentral.com.